peeling off the band-aids. Cody, now look at the first round of roster cuts. Who is leaving and who has the potential to stay? You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to a Tuesday episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, sometimes on Saturday, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by Game Time, Game Time, Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Teed, if you are new to the Locked On Texan podcast, do us a favor. Be sure to subscribe, like, and comment to the Locked On Texan podcast on YouTube, wherever you listen to your podcast as well. Thank you to our returning listeners for another day to talk Texans. I am your Texans football analyst, John, some sports guy Hickman. And of course, joining me as always, Sports mm. Illustrated's own Texan Credential Media member, on a beat in the heat, bringing you first-class news and updates, Cody Davis. Today yes, is an important day as we look at the first round of roster cuts. Got a timestamp this episode. We are now recording 6, 12 p.m. Monday That's how you know. evening. That's how you know it's an important episode. We got to do the timestamp. Time <laughs> uh, so today we're going to look at the cut-down day. Uh, overall, look at that. Latest on King and Green. D'Amico Ryan's coach, uh, head coach D'Amico Ryan's did have some words for Kenya Green. But, Cody, the first round of roster cuts, we're looking at Christian Kirksey. I know that's a guy that a lot of people have been waiting here for a very long time. Roy Lopez, a 2021 draft pick from Nick Casario, his first year in Houston. The shocker for everybody right now, Desmond King. Mason Shrek, Darius Jones, Tyler Beach, Rashad Coward, and again, Christian Kersey to round it off. Nick Vanette at tight end. When you look at the first round of roster cuts, I'm sure the surprise for everybody right now is Desmond King. Even with Houston moving Kobe Francis to play the slot cornerback position, I thought Tavier Thomas did not have a better camp than King or Francis to this point. So to see Desmond King cut by the Houston Texans, I think is a shocker. Do, do want to remind you guys, Cameron Dantzler and um, Holman has played some really good football for Houston. Cameron just came in last week. Holman has, has been having a very good camp for Houston and has some good moments for Houston throughout the preseason game as well. But the overall feeling of the first round of cuts at 6-13 – Monday evening, Cody, what are your thoughts? Um, Some of it was a little bit of a surprise. You already mentioned Desmond King. I'm going to go with Roy Lopez. And according to Aaron Wilson of KPRC, part of the reason why Roy Lopez's departure was a little bit of a surprise, he's dealing with some type of hamstring injury. And the Texans had a decision either to put him on IR to start the season or, and I don't really don't understand this, this, this part of it. They're going to release him, but send him off with some type of injury settlement. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I don't even know what 
that is, to be honest with you. However, when I looked at Roy Lopez, at a, as a matter of fact, John, listeners and viewers, you guys remember, I had an opportunity to have an exclusive with him, had him on the show, um, fresh, fresh off the practice field, one of those days after training camp. And every time we talked about the improvements, the development of that defensive line, Roy Lopez was one of the guys that we was talking about. And he wasn't a guy that was running with the with, with the threes. He wasn't a guy that was running, you know, majority with the twos. He actually spent majority of training camp getting first team reps. So I was totally taken back by Roy Lopez more than any of these guys that you listed with these first rounds of roster cuts. Even more so than Desmond King. And, John, I agree with you. Desmond King has had a really good um, camp. Not only that, this is, this is a guy that has been one of the most consistent and valuable players for the Houston Texans over the last two years. However, going back to the conversation you and I had before the start of camp, I would not be surprised if King, Tavier, Shaq, if two out of those three guys – we're cut, and as yeah. of right now, we and looking remember at what, I, what King. I brought up on Monday. So I'm sorry to cut you off. My apologies. I was surprised Desmond King was playing into that third quarter like that. I know, and he was playing good football for Houston. I thought <laughs> to myself, if he is in the game at this point, it must be for a reason. And I thought after Sunday's game, he gave Houston enough to say, you know what, I should still be on this roster because he was making plays. I believe they credited him with a sack. Mm -hmm. um, but he was making plays, was really shocked that he was cut. And and I'm wondering if that goes into something that Coach D'Amico Ryans has been talking about over the last seven days, and that's, you know, if a player get cuts here, you know, the most important thing for them to do is to make sure that they put out good film for the rest of the 31 teams. As a matter of fact, for those of you guys who might not know, um, on Sunday I released a big article, you know, talking to different guys with cut down day coming up. And I actually had an opportunity to talk to Jerry Hughes and I asked him, you know, what do you do as a veteran when you see some of your teammates get released on cut down day? And that's one of the things that he talked about. He said one of the most important messages that coaches – and 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 general managers and you know veteran players one of the things that they instill in a lot of these guys is your film is your resume and i'm wondering if that's part of the reason why we saw desmond king play so late in sunday's game as a matter of fact i was totally shocked by the amount of snaps that he did get because once again i thought without a shadow of a doubt if anything he would have been a lot for the 53 man roster <sighs> John, one of my guys in the locker room is gone. Christian Kersey, not surprised by that. But at the end of the day, you have to keep in mind, and it's something I, I actually had an opportunity to ask Coach D'Amico Rines, how do you get a true evaluation of a player like Christian Kersey who kind of, if, if anything, missed the entire training camp, missed all the preseason due to an injury? Coming up, um, how do you guys get a fair assessment of some of the players who might have missed the majority of training camp? Yeah, injuries set set guys back. Right, it, it limits the amount of reps that they were able to get. It limits them from showing right their their true talent and what they could do. So injuries hurts a lot of guys during 
uh, during this process. And so hopefully, you know, guys can bounce back and put good film out there. And I always tell our guys, it's, it's not about just making our team. We want our guys to be able to make the NFL. And that's what it's about, you know, staying healthy, being available, so you can showcase your talents, not only to us here, but also to the other 31 teams. The only thing that kind of took me back by Christian Kersey's release was the fact that, John, it's something you talked about on yesterday's show, how kind of top-heavy that linebacker room is. However, when you look at the fact that the Houston Texans are, what, number two on the waiver wire mm-hmm. as of right Right now, um, with the release of Christian Kersey, you say $5.2 million. I'm pretty sure that that's going to be a position that they're definitely going to try to address within the next 48, 48 hours. Yeah, between between now and, and Friday, I'd be shocked if Houston, and I believe that they are now. I don't have inside word, but I do believe that this organization has been running a whole hell of a lot smarter and smoother since the exit <laughs> of Jack Easterby. But I do believe that they're out there scouting the market like between right now at 6 20 monday evening and tomorrow there's going to be a lot of nfl players available for houston who is like you mentioned number two on the waiver wire i do want to go back to looking at roy lopez getting cut it's unfortunate for roy lopez because i believe that this was truly his best not year because he didn't get a chance to play regular season games but his best preparation moment before the year Hmm. his rookie year was up and down last year was was a little up and down i thought what we saw from roy lopez coming into the year he looked a whole hell of a lot slender uh looked more in shape looked leaner and roy lopez was a player guys which is why i love the fact that if not myself majority of the time if not all the time cody was around his team to vouch for some of the things Roy lopez was running with the ones at one point mm-hmm. right when sheldon rankins was out and hassan ridgeway was out they had royal lopez out there with the ones and royal lopez was making plays the thing about royal lopez is a lot of the things that he does you may not see it in the stat sheet that's something i've been talking about with royal lopez for the past couple of seasons, I think overall, Houston moving on from Royal Lopez, I believe, with an injury waiver, injury waiver, it just came down to the signing of Khalil Davis. In every game, Khalil Davis has popped off. I believe he has two sacks and three tackles for loss in the three preseason games. Um, there was a play on Sunday evening where Khalil Davis was around, I, I want to say it was uh, eight yards from the first down marker. And you see him getting up off the ground because he was in on making a tackle, right? So there's some things that I think Khalil Davis brings to this defensive front that Houston really loves as a rotational piece. And not only that, even if we go back to last year, Kurt Hennish does a lot of the things Roy Lopez does but it seems like he may finish to play more often than Roy Lopez. And so I tweeted a few weeks back, uh, actually last week, August 21st, 21st, honestly, as good as Lopez has been playing, practicing, I might have Davis over him right now. I continue with Lopez versus Hennish is the battle that continues with Hennish winning in my book. And I still think that is the case. 
So you want Roy Lopez to fall on his feet. Of course, he's a player that, you know, considering the the demographic here in Houston, uh, the Hispanic culture here in Houston, Lopez being a part of that with the salsa dances and everything, like (laughs) you wanted to see him stay and stick around. But I also believe that, back to your point, uh, Cody, and what D'Amico Ryan's had to say, your film is your resume, and hopefully his resume for the past month and maybe some connections in and around the league from people knowing his coaching staff, he'd be able to get on the team. So uh, not necessarily shocked at all with Roy Lopez. Desmond King, I am shocked. And I, I like how Houston is – the tight end group is starting to gonna fill out soon because Vanetta's gone. And I'm I'm anticipating what they'll do next. Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all of the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. So now, listen, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have at the events you'll be buying tickets for. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football games, basketball, baseball, concert, comedy, theater, and much more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference download the game time app right now create an account it's super easy and use promo code locked on nfl for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms and conditions apply again create an account and redeem code locked on nfl for 20 dollars off with the game time app Welcome back in, Locked On Texan listeners and viewers. Cut down day is upon us. I do want to mention with Houston being number two on the waiver wire and then freeing up some of that cap space, is it far-fetched to see once they get down to that 53-man roster if they put a player on the PUP list and bring Desmond King back? I'm wondering if that's something Hmm. that Houston has in mind with them being so high – on the waiver wire, but let's take a look at the young man from Atascacita. Played at Texas A&M, drafted by the hometown team, and at this point in his very, very, very young career, has received a lot of criticism and has received a lot of comments surrounding get him off the team. We got to look at Kenyon Green. So before we get to D'Amico Ryans, I do want to say this. Between those first two preseason games, if fair is going to be fair, which is what we do here, Kenyon Green wasn't atrocious. And to take it a step further, in that second preseason game against Miami, Kenyon Green was very solid, did not allow a pressure, did not allow a sack through those first two games. Saturday, Sunday's preseason game against the Miami Dolphins, I'm sorry, the New Orleans Saints, where he ran with the second unit. So there is no Laramie Tunsil out there, which is, you know, I think plays a big factor into how successful he can be early on in his career. Because I do believe 
Laramie Tunsil, because of how great he is, can make up for some of the mistakes from a young lineman. But he did not look good against the New Orleans Saints. We all know the play where he was beat because of a spin move, and then he grabbed his shoulder as if his shoulder was in pain, went to the tent, came out of the blue tent. I don't think he stepped back in the game from that point forward. Kenyon Green has a lot of doubters right now. However, head coach D'Amico Ryans had this to say. Hey, with the offensive line situation, Dieter, we see he was the guy that deserved more reps, so we gave him some of the reps, seeing how he looked with the first team. Uh, Kenyon has done a great job of you know, battling through. You know, He's dealing with some things. He's battled through a lot, and it's been tough on him, but I'm proud of Kenyon and what he's battled through that everyone may not know, but tough kid, right, going through a lot, but he's, he tried to go every single day, and he pushed it for us and proud of his effort and what he put out there for us. Yeah, he's been dealing with you know multiple things, and I'm proud of proud of Kenyon. That was D'Amico Ryan's talking about how proud he has been of the young man, Kenyon Green, hometown player, for fighting through and pushing through and, and fighting through the adversity. I have two stances on this. Number one, it does sound like D'Amico is coddling him a little bit. Not to stroke his ego, but it does seem like that was his way of putting reassurance in Kenya Green. And that's just coming from a guy who has been in that position to where you are really playing under your level right now. And your coach is disappointed. But your coach, as a good coach, you want to make sure that you lock that young man in and that young man doesn't feel like you've given up on him. That's my first stance and how I feel about what I just read, uh, what we just heard, excuse me, from D'Amico Ryans. And so from that, that's just you seeing a coach, right? And I think the follow-up question was, what was it, what has he been going through? He's just got some things going on. So you like to see that from a coach especially a young coach dealing with a young player. So that's what I got. Number two, I don't think Kenyon Green starts the season off as this team starting left guard. Now, we are, what, two weeks away from the regular season. They're going to have two weeks worth of practice. I do believe that at this point is going to be a competition. But here's a stat for you guys. C.J. Stroud was not pressured on any of the dropbacks. When C.J. Stroud was in the game, it was Laramie Tunsil, it was Michael Dater, it was Juice Crooks, and he was not pressured on any of the dropbacks. Hell, no offense, didn't even allow any pressures on hey, any George of those. Fant. I mean, I'm sorry, George Fant, excuse Noah. me. Didn't, didn't allow any pressure coming from his side on any of those dropbacks. And so this league is a what? A business. That's why these tickets are high. That's why people get paid big money to make very difficult decisions. And the difficult decision that I think is a real talking point right now is to move forward without Kenyon Green as your starting left guard. And I think that left guard competition is going to get interesting. Dater, Green, Josh Jones was brought in. The veteran who was brought in from the uh, Arizona Cardinals trade, and so we expect for him to be in place of Titus Howard. 
But what if they brought him in to figure out whether it's Titus or this left guard, and he's a player that's went through the Titus Howard treatment when I look at Joshua Jones, we may like you good enough to trade you for a fifth pick, fifth round pick to put you out on their field as one of our offensive linemen to move forward with. And so those are my two takeaways. Number one, to wrap it up, I just saw a coach not care about the X's and O's, but the person. And this is why that's, that's important. We heard a lot about that from D'Amico Rons when he first got here. We want them to be good men. We want them to be good men of the community. We, we want them to be good husbands and good fathers and all of that. So I think this is the first time we saw the compassionate part from him as a coach for a young man that is struggling right now. And I think him being from Houston makes it worse. And then you also see we're going to allow him to get better, but right now we still got to move forward. And he's not ready to be our starting offensive lineman, regardless of whatever your draft pick was, regardless of if it was first, second, third, or we just traded for you. Whoever's the better man will play. And that's been a theme throughout training camp since he arrived. I like how you put it. Coach D'Amico Ryan's looking at Keon Green as a person and not the player, not the X's and O's. And that was very important in following the press conference that we had with Coach D'Amico Ryan's on Monday. Um, I had an opportunity to talk to a source, and you guys heard it. Coach D'Amico Ryan said that Kenyon is dealing with some things right now. And I was told that one of the things that he's dealing with is his mental, mental health. And I'm wondering, John, how much of it is mental health along with his confidence alone because just to go back about a year ago a lot of people were excited about the arrival of Kenyon Green um as you mentioned a hometown kid uh one of the things that I raved about a lot here on this show was his ability to help the run game um there was a lot of hope and promise and here we are one year away from when the Texans drafted him with the 15 overall pick. And it seems like a, a lot of people, a lot of analysis, a lot of reporters, shoot, you and I did it from time to time, you know, has really come down on the lack of progression that we have been seeing from him. And whether you give him a pass, like I do some, from time to time, because he has been dealing with so many amount of injuries um, that has hampered with his development. Or you just like some people saying, look, he's been in the league for two years. He should already know how to do X, Y, and Z on the field. He needs to, you know, go out there because you drafted him so high or whatever the case might be. You know, that young man is going through a lot. And John, I 100% agree with you. I love the fact how Coach D'Amico Ryan's looked at him as the person, as the human element of this, and not just what can you do for me for um, 60 minutes on the football field, you know, trying to help us score and yes. get better. Yes. But what I would say, when you look at this offensive line, I did it as well. Yes, the offensive line did look better Sunday against the Saints. However, and this didn't dawn on me until after we did the show, are we kind of overvaluing the addition of Michael Dater and the performance of that offensive line only because the Saints second they team. was missing four of their defensive linemen and second one team. of them was Cam Cameron Jordan, yeah. one of the best pass rushers of all time, I believe. Over the last ten years, I think it's what I, I think is JJ Watt. Um, what's Aaron my guy? Loves Aaron John is in him who has clips over like 70, uh, 80 sacks or something like that. I think it's Cam Jordan, 
Von Miller, that 2011 draft was insane. Yeah, that, that 2011 number one overall Cam Newton. That's one of the best draft classes of all time. But that's, of course, diverting away from this conversation. Like, that's just one of the things I'm wondering. As you just mentioned, CJ Stroud did not get pressure any throughout the two series that he played, which is good. And no disrespect to Michael Dater, but I'm just wondering if all this evaluation and praise to Michael and, and how well the offensive line looked on Sunday – I just want to know how much of that is just them finally getting in improvements and developments or because you had a guy like Cam Jordan who, if he was on the opposite side of the line of scrimmage, we would not be having this conversation. Well, it, it could be a combination of both with uh, not 50-50, of course. Mm-hmm. Maybe like a 70-30, right? Larry uh, Thompson was still out there. So if Cam Jordan was lined up against LT, I'm taking LT every day of the week, especially ah, where, I mean, where, especially that's, where that's, Cam that's Jordan is in his career. Goat. Right now, where he is in his career right now, I'm taking LT uh, over that in that battle. But the good takeaway before we close this out is at least you have you you were able to get a good evaluation of if your rotational backup, left guard, right guard, right tackle, whoever needs to step up and play with the starters, then we had an opportunity to see that continuity on the offensive line. So I think that's a good positive takeaway. Uh, I do agree maybe 70-30 it was because the Saints didn't have uh, uh, your boy Cam Jordan out there. Um, I said the other guy. I also was missing somebody else. Brian Breesey was actually better than what I thought he was going to be. But uh, to get back to Kenyon Green, man, here's the the realest thing we could probably see on this show. Take the time. Mm. You ever see a boxer get that five minutes? Because somebody may have uh, maybe low blowed him or something like that. I think I think that was Florida did it a little while back. Somebody took they, they give you a certain amount of time to get your mind right once you get a low blow, right or something like that. Sometimes those fighters don't take the five minutes. Sometimes they try to rush back. Kenya Green, keep fighting, but take your time while fighting through it. And, and when your number is called again, that next time, if you're not the starting left guard. If you if you are going through those mental challenges, whatever it is, football is secondary, for, of course. But when you get back, bust somebody in the mouth and shut us all up. But I just again, I love seeing D'Amico Ryan's kind of step into uh, the human aspect of being a coach. Welcome back in, locked on Texan listeners and viewers. The cut down day finale segment, Cody. My takeaway is what will Houston do with this cornerback room? <laughs> like before Sunday, didn't think Shaq Griffin was gonna make this team. And behind closed doors, ladies and gentlemen, what we've heard about Shaq Griffin is it was kind of the mental aspect in, in, in Jacksonville. Like there was some things transpiring off the field that took him away from what he was able to do on the field. And before Sunday, I thought he was a cut. Sunday, he really balled out. Hmm. And so I think he played his way onto this roster. But again, Dantzler, Holman, Tavier, Francis. And I think of those four, of those four, Tavier has been the at the bottom of that list of who's been performing the best. So... <laughs> 
Uh, I'm, I, I am in. I like when I look at the cut down day, which is right now at six forty one Monday evening. Boy, does Houston <laughs> have some, some 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 time stamps. They got some tough decisions on their hands. Yeah, and I actually had an opportunity to ask Coach D'Amico Ryan's about the cornerback group going into cutdown day. The guys competed in the cornerback room a lot. There's a lot of quality players there. Guys competed, and we'll see where we end up over the next few days. But I love the way those guys competed every day. Right? It was it was challenging for for a lot of the guys, but they fought through and they pushed and they got better. Credit to our coaches who work with those guys. They did a really good job with them. John, as you alluded to, man, the cornerback room is definitely one of the most intriguing position groups heading into cut down day. Um, but, you know, there's a trend that I'm starting to notice. And maybe it's, this is something that we talk about a little bit more on tomorrow's show when we when we revisit this whole entire cut down day experience. As of right now, three players, Christian Kersey, Desmond King, Roy Lopez, have been cut. All three of those guys joined the Houston Texans at the official start of the teardown in 2021. You mentioned Tavier Thomas. We are all expecting to hear the news of Brevin Jordan. I do wonder how many more of those guys who joined this team at the start of the teardown in 2021 would not have an opportunity Peace. to see this through. Like, like I'm just wondering, and it's funny that we are – talking about this now because one of the things going back to the start of training camp what did i say i would not be surprised more so when you look at the guys that the texans drafted the rookie class from 2021 i remember i said i would not be surprised if we go into the season and it's, and it's just nico collins and davis mills still on this roster like i'm very intrigued by that and you know if the next over the next 24 hours, we literally looking at the, the recap of this cut down day and majority, if not all are just guys from 2021 and 2022, who was just here as filler players because it was the teardown that lets you know that that team over the last two team last two years was not in a position to succeed. That could be a good thing because it's like, okay, yes show our hands yes we were tanking but at the end of the day it also shows that this team is in a better position to collect talent so they can go out there on the field in 2023 and just play competitive and respectable football because those last two years especially unfortunately what took place with lovey smith last year in 2022 there was moments where it just looked like those guys were just out there to, to collect a check so i also want to mention with desmond king at least in my point of view I don't see nobody else who can potentially be a surprise roster cut unless there's something going on off of 16 and Kirby that no one knows about. But I already think the biggest surprise, which was the departure of Desmond King, I think it's already happened. Oh, and, and Roy Lopez, at least for me, in terms of surprise. Well, I can see. Um, I think it would be a surprise right now if Noah Brown was cut. Wouldn't now, be well, a bad. Noah wouldn't be Brown bad. wouldn't be cut. <laughs> Yeah, I I I, I. put it like this because I and, and I'm only I only said that because I've heard a lot of people debate Noah Brown, Robert Woods, Robert Woods, nobody like if it if it comes down between Robert Woods and nobody, I'm definitely taking Robert Woods. Like bye, Robert see Woods you later. is making this team. That's that's not a question. It don't, but I'm just saying, like I just don't understand. Uh, by the way, John people, Mechie is making this team. Yeah, th that's a, that's another now. I I am I do want to know maybe there's something we could like 
talk to Nick Asirio about Wednesday, which is probably a better question for Coach D'Amico Rides. But I do want to know what's the plan for John Mechie because at the start of training camp, maybe more so all the way up until the joint practices against the Dolphins, it seemed like he was really out there um, trying to get established, trying to get back in football shape. However, I was disappointed that the Texans did not utilize John Mechie like I hope um, at the start of training camp. But that's something maybe they just trying to like work him in slowly. But We'll see, man. Cut down day is here. We will see. And make sure you guys check us out each and every day as you see what we see when we bring it to you to see it all together. I am your host, Johnson Sports Guy Hickman. Make sure you guys give us a follow uh, on Twitter at Locked On Texans. And of course, subscribe on YouTube as well. Give me a follow on Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12. And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on an artist formerly known as Twitter. At Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody Seal T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Really quick, John and I would like to say thank you to all the listeners and viewers. We made 500 episodes on yesterday's show. On, But that's 500 on YouTube, which means me and John have done over a thousand Locked On Texan shows, man. Thank you for rocking with us over the years thank you for having patience with us i know sometimes when i get in the zone my new orleans accent come out and y'all be like what is cody talking about but um you know thank you for just being with us throughout this whole entire whole entire journey we love you guys thank you so much and hopefully we can continue doing this for all you guys i don't know your team every day (laughs) your team every day until next time ladies and gentlemen peace